This is Real Talk with Brendan Bardick, where we'll be talking about the latest real estate strategies, scripts, top producing techniques, and everything you're going to want to know about how to be an elite real estate agent or real estate coach, or just a great business person. You've got to be highly driven on what Mitch is talking about here. And I, I, we did this example a few meetings ago. If you just go to your phone and go to your contacts, how many people do you have in your cell phone right now that live in the Denver metro area? That's the first place that I'm going to start. Then I'm going to tediously go name by name and go, yeah, that's a weirdo in my, my phone system. Not going to call, not going to ever, that's never going to be an ambassador. Yep. That was one of my exes. Probably should just delete that now. Let's get that person out of there. Right. That was a joke. They're already deleted. Um, right. But whatever it is, you're going to go through that and you're just going to go from A to Z, right? Very slowly and methodically and go, Oh yeah, John. Oh my gosh. I play kickball with John. John, what a nice guy. How in the heck have I not put him on this system? And then right then you're going to go into your mind and go, but is John going to think I'm a douche if I send him a mailer? Right? That's where you have to make a quick decision to go, do I want to make money or am I insecure? Both devils on your shoulder are going to have a conversation with you in your head. Right? If John gets something from you in the mail and you guys play kickball, the next time you see him playing kickball, he's going to be like, hey, man, I got that market report. Hey, I actually forgot that you were even in real estate. How's the market? Guaranteed. Christopher. So with that example, because I have a lot of people like that in my world. Um, if you haven't talked to John in three months, five months, six months, um, and they kind of forgot you were a realtor. Are they truly an ambassador? That's, that's, that's where I'm maybe splitting hairs, but I have not labeled people as ambassador or put them in my database because I haven't actually talked to them in a while. And, you know, some people a year or so, but they love me and adore me and trust me and all of that good stuff. They, and they probably know I'm a realtor. Um, but I guess because I haven't talked to them in a while, they're, I kind of, don't know, like all of a sudden they start receiving stuff from me, mailers, reports, whatever. It could be awkward. I don't know. I I guess that's a question for me. I love it, Christopher. You are not alone, sir. So that's why we have, before we go to 82, we have right from the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, what we call an eight by eight. So after you've met someone or need to reconnect with someone, and I'm going to talk about the initial things on what we can reconnect on. We've got to reestablish the initial relationship, right? So if you're worried about putting the kickball person on there and going, boy, I'm, I'm going right to third base and we haven't even gone to first base yet, you're not alone, right? We want to make sure that we're doing this the correct way so that it doesn't feel uncomfortable. Depends on your relationship with them, depends on who you are. So the eight by eight obviously establishes that initial relationship or reconnects it and puts you in the mindset of everyone you meet and then provides you to, to meet the initial needs. So let's talk about the eight touches in eight weeks and let's talk about the first one. So we're going to do a brand new person and a reconnect, right? So if I was going to reconnect from someone in my phone, let's say I haven't talked to them for two years. I went to whatever with them and they, they, I met them at a charity event. 
right? Two years ago, I see them at regular charity things, but I don't really know much about them. What's a phone call I can make to, to rekindle that world? What do you think? Yeah, monthly giveaway. Thanks, Tanya. So Tanya said the monthly giveaway. So you could call up and go, hey, you know, I just I know I met you a couple years ago at the thing. Hey, my company does this really fun monthly giveaway. You could go that route. I love that. Give me a second. All right. Well, then I'm glad we're having this session. So let's let's think about it. So on your paper, here's all the things that you have to be able to talk about to rekindle any type of relationship that may have gotten a little cold or is just an acquaintance. Let's go back to what we said earlier. I want to make people feel special and I want it to be about them, not me. So what are the categories that I have when I call up? First of all, I call up and I'm going to just reconnect. So we've always talked about Ford family, occupation, recreation, dreams. Hey, Christopher, it's been a while. I wanted to catch up with you. How you doing, man? How's everything going? Good, good. How's Susie? How's John? How's the little one? How's your dog? Blah, blah, blah. Good, good, good. Hey, are you still working uh, for the insurance company? Yeah, yeah, I am actually. Okay, how's how's business going? Excellent. All right, well, that's that's really cool. Um, well, speaking about your your insurance company, uh, one of the things that I that our company does, and the reason you came to my my mind is we do a really cool business spotlight where we feature a local business every single month. Um, it, it usually generates a lot of interest to the person that we're doing the spotlight on. Uh, John, do you think you might be interested in being featured in that business spotlight? It's a simple call and it's about them. All right. So you always have the business spotlight in your back pocket. If you call up and they're a school teacher, well, we can't really probably feature them as a business. So you call up and be like, are you still teaching at XYZ school? Yeah. Well, you know what? I was looking for another way to get involved. Um, I've been looking and I wanted to connect with you. I'm really trying to build out my philanthropic endeavors. Is there anything I can do to maybe help your school or, or help you out with uh, any charitable causes possibly? Are they going to be mad for you calling? Are you going to have to buy some Girl Scout cookies maybe or something? Possibly. I don't know. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? It's about them. I'm not calling to talk about real estate with my sphere. I'm talking about what matters to them. And I have framework of what I can offer. Then, so we've got... That let's go into some more easier ones and maybe even maybe not so easy, but we'll talk about it. Um, so we went occupation or Ford family occupation. When we go into recreation, right, we're going to be like, hey, so so I was curious, you know, what what is it that you're exactly into? Do you do you hike? Do you snowboard? I, I, I mean, I depending on what you know with that person, if you know they snowboard, because anytime you're going to make this call, would it make logical sense to go and stock their Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter before the call? Almost everything we know about these people is going to be somewhat public to a, at least a, a minimum thing. You probably need to Facebook friend them anyway, and you probably haven't done maybe some of those people necessarily yet, but you're going to know, you know, what they did. 
One of my favorites is, I just saw that you came back from the Cayman Islands. I've always wanted to go there. And I was talking to Catherine about planning our next trip. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Is it worth it? What, what did you think? What was it like? Are they going to open up like a, a freaking clam? I don't know. How to, what, oyster, right? Are they going to open up and tell you all about their vacation and how much they loved Fiji or Seattle? Yes. So remember, we're just calling to get them to start talking. No point during this conversation are you going to mention real estate. That would be like me calling and being like, hey girl, when we, when we go on a date, we're going to just start making out immediately. No. You got to work your way into the makeout session. Can't just throw that out in the first call. Well, I guess it depends on what website you're on, but I guess that depends too, right? So, all right. So just think about it. You know how to be a friend. You know how to be a human. What would you do with a relative that you haven't spoken to in a long time? How would you reconnect? Okay. All right. So, so uh, recreation. And then we always talk about dreams. Right. So dreams, that's the, I guess, trickier when you need to have a more deeper relationship with them. So when I think of dreams, I'm just going, Hey, so, so I know that you guys have been living here for, for a certain period of time. Uh, I think you're, st- are you still living in Highlands Range? Yeah. Um, did you guys end up having another, another kid? I know you guys have little Susie, but did you end up having another? No, we really, really are talking about it now. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's exciting. When do you think you guys are going to do that? I don't know. We're, we're trying to figure out work and, and all of that stuff. So remember the dreams are going to be, what is it that they want to accomplish out of life? Maybe they want to buy a dog. Maybe they want to buy a boat. Maybe they want to buy some land. Maybe they want a ski condo, whatever it is. That's all we're trying to dial into. All right. So those are just some pieces. Anytime I think about connecting, I come from how can I provide this person value? Charity, donations, my time, their kids, their efforts. What can I connect with to serve them? And anytime I serve, I'm going to get a two to one return on my efforts. The only challenge with that equation is it might just take a period of time to receive that two-to-one return. You can't go go and buy a box of Samoas and think they're going to send you a real estate referral the next day. It just doesn't work that way. I wish it did, right? Does that help, Christopher, on a few of them? That was a long journey down. Yeah, it actually gave me some great ideas because a lot of my people are in design and architecture, which is related in some ways to real estate. So I love that. Thank you. I love that. And and even if they're in the design and architecture and go, look, I have a lot of people right now because we've been selling a lot of land that are going to be looking to build. I just wanted to connect with you, Susie. I know you work at an architectural firm. Is that the kind of thing you guys handle? Right? Like if I were to send you business, what would be the perfect client? I used to ask that question all the time. If I were to send you business, what would be the perfect client that I could send your way? Because myself and my organization, we have, you know, 80, 89 partners that work in my organization. We constantly 
are talking. And if you guys ever want to feature a business just internally, maybe they don't want to do this and they do tax services or they do financial consulting or they do anything that can service real estate professionals, let us know. We'll feature them on a team meeting. We want to support you guys. Now, if they're a waxer, we've had this come up before. I get it. They're a waxer. I'm saying that's an awesome, awesome profession. It makes it tough for us to feature sometimes the waxers, right? So just, you know, uh, to me. Um, so I, I, I started to ask this question. I asked Grant the other day, but I'm also looking for um, guidance here. How do you walk the balance between, because I get a substantial number of leads that are just looking to rent right now. And it's always a really like detailed conversation because I have to explain most landlords don't put their rental on the MLS. I'm happy to send you MLS inventory, but you probably want to check public sites for more comprehensive inventory. I'll help you. You know, I try to find out. They think they may have plans to buy in the future, but I'm trying, I'm trying to walk a balance because it does take some time to work with these people and they may not ever, ever, ever be in a position to buy, but they're a rental lead right now. So do you help always and then hope that something comes of it? Do you like, are there more detailed driven questions that I can ask to see if it's worthy of keeping it in my database? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. So so the answer is I treat everyone the same, meaning if it's a renter or anything, I treat them as a lead first until I truly believe that they're going to either buy or sell with me or start referring me business. So they're going to be on all the touches. What she's talking about is on listing alerts. If I don't see houses, how am I ever going to be inspired to buy a house? Right? So I'm still going to get those listing alerts. In follow-up boss, we have campaigns let me be very clear on campaigns. Campaigns are great. Campaigns are still the safety net, meaning workflows that we put people on going buyer nurture. All a buyer nurture campaign is, is it's little tips every month, every so often. They're kind of random. So it doesn't look like it's just a standard thing that comes from you personally that talks about financing. And it talks about what you should do to get ready to be a homeowner. That stuff's all great. We're just trying to stay in front of them. But my question that I usually try to look at this is, is this person worth putting in my system that I'm going to dedicate my life to calling them every 90 days? If on that initial call, they sound like they're high on meth, then I'm going to make a no call there, right? And when I, we know we've all talked to this person, right? Has anybody had the meth person? Yes, right? If you haven't, don't worry, they're coming. You're going to have that call when you get a lead right? No offense to people on meth, right? But all I'm saying is you've got to, at some point, make sure that the only commodity you have on earth that matters to you as a real estate professional is your time. Every minute I'm focused on crackhead Susie is another minute I'm taking away from an ambassador that I can meet with and have coffee this week. I got to I got to be smart enough to start making those decisions. Okay? Now, that partially answered her question. Uh the other piece of that is if there may not be if you talk to a renter, think about it with the listing alerts, you're still going to put them on it. You are more than welcome to put them on a search for for uh rental properties. If you want to make a $1000 commission or $1500 commission and get them into a rental, 
there's definitely money there to be made initially for some some newer people. It just becomes a measure of time versus effort, right? And be careful with that because um, I showed one of my buyer customers, which is an ambassador, by the way, a rental, and they are only paying $25. They're not paying $1,000. They're paying $25. I took her and then she decided she didn't want to rent anymore. So... <laughs> Yeah, so she's right. You got to be careful because it's not as regulated. The MLS generally protects our commission. So if you're ever seeing something posted in there and then they try to lie about it, they still are liable to you. Anything that's posted in that MLS is a guarantee-ment, guarantee-ment, that's not a word, a guarantee of payment. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. Well, nothing's guaranteed. You could sue them, but I mean, you can guarantee that they're, you're going to get it eventually at some point. All right. So I'm going to set them up. And then the thing that you have to live out of is templates. Write that down. Templates is leverage. I got to deal with a lot of, in, remember your funnel. At the top of your funnel, you're going to work with a lot of dirt that you're trying to find those diamonds in. But you got to fill the machine with dirt. So templates is going to make my life very easy. So whenever I have this new buyer conversation, I have saved in my Microsoft uh, Outlook templates. Maybe if it's a renter, I have my renter template. And my renter template just simply states, here's a link to Craigslist. Here's a link to renterrent.com. And here's the link I set up for you with a direct feed from the MLS of the properties that are available. Uh, in addition, if you're looking for any other source, whatever you want to say in a nice quick message, but you draft it once, and then anytime you have that renter person, you go, renter draft email, boop, change the subject line to put their name into it. They feel warm and special. You just did 99% more than anyone else has done for them. That's all I'm trying to do. Cool. If you don't ever want to show them any properties, right? And you can totally be fine. Just send them to Craigslist and just send them to whatever. If you're not going to be in the, the, the least showing business, I, I'm, I'm with you. I get that. Just give them some resources. Take a 30-second email to shoot off to them. Process them on the rest of the stuff. Boom, HomeBot. Boom, um, listing alerts. Boom, a phone call in 90 days. And when that phone call happens in 90 days, you go and you put your detailed notes Hey, Susie, I just wanted to follow up with you. I know we spoke to you about renting in Lodo or renting in Aurora or renting wherever. Just wanted to find out, did you end up finding that rental? I also put in an email some uh, my personal lender's information. She's fantastic. I know you said she had some credit issues that she could talk to you about. Did you, were you able to connect with Annie about getting on a track to home ownership? Cool. Okay. So yeah, you start, you started the credit repair process. Okay. Awesome. What did they tell you? Okay. Good. Oh, so it's going to be another six months. No worries. Well, I'm excited for you that you're taking advantage of that. What I'm going to send you is something that really helped me, Susie, which is uh, a few of the Dave Ramsey links. So Dave Ramsey has a great website about how to, how to fix your credit and how to work on consolidating your money. Also has some great books there that I think really helped me in my, my life to figure out my finances. I'm going to shoot that to you right now. Boom, second draft, Dave Ramsey email. Is this making sense? That's all we're doing. We're just, we're just helping people at different stages throughout the process. Then during that call, 
you go, well, I hope that information helped. And as the relationship gets built, and, and John, if you know of anyone else that's looking to buy or sell, we're really short on inventory right now. So if you know of anyone out there that's looking to sell, especially in Aurora, man, I've got buyers lined up for them. So if you could connect me with them, I'd really appreciate it. All right, well, cool. I'll follow up with you here in a few months, see what happened with the credit repair. Hopefully you got into the Dave Ramsey program. If you need anything else, of course, I'm here. Just give me a call. And then you're just doing that 20 to 30 times a day. Are you eventually going to have some business? Yeah, you have to, unless you're just an a-hole on the phone, right? I mean, unless you're just turning people off, then we got a bigger problem, which is role-playing. You just got to practice because you annoy people and we got to work on that, right? We can fix that.